Hi there, my name is Allie Morgan, and I'm a tea-obsessed, dad-joke-telling, artist and encourager on a mission to help women live more creative and intentional lives. My philosophy is pretty simple. I believe that when we seek out the things that truly inspire us, we can't help but be nourished in amazing ways. And when we share our passion and our stories with the world, we help inspire the next woman to do the same. And that, my friend, is the heart and soul of Seek and Be. To seek inspiration and be inspiration. I'll grab my tea, you grab your favorite beverage. Let's get cozy and have some heartfelt conversations. Welcome to the Seek and Be podcast. I'm so grateful that you're here. Hey friends, thanks so much for joining me for another episode of the Seek and Be podcast. I'm so happy that you're here. Um, Today's show is one that I think most of us can relate to. We're keeping it real and we're getting honest about where to start when you feel overwhelmed because we've all been there before, right? (laughs) We feel like we're treading water or caught up in the busyness of life, barely keeping our sanity intact, and it is not a fun place to be in. I've been there and I'm guessing you've been there too, or maybe you're right in the thick of it right now. If you're in a season where you're feeling like you're barely keeping your head above water or don't know where to begin to tackle that running to-do list, this is going to be a great show for you. But first, you know me, I got to talk about my tea. I am obsessed, (laughs) y'all. Portland is going through a little bit of a heat wave, so your girl has been drinking iced tea all the live long day, and today's tea selection is a little bit special. My wonderful sister-in-law sent me a lovely package full of some really incredible teas from a local company um, where she lives called Winterwoods Tea Company, and I'll put all their info in the show notes so you can check them out. They're a really sweet small business located in Spokane, Washington, which, by the way, did y'all know I was born in Spokane? Yep. It's true. (laughs) So my amazing sister-in-law sent me a batch of teas and I have been putting them to the test. And today I switched it up just a little and I made an iced tea with their Juniper Summit tea. And I, oh my gosh, I'm declaring this the perfect summer drink. It is so yummy and refreshing. If you need me, I'll be making endless batches of this tea all the live long day. Seriously, it is so good. It has like a deeper and richer flavor than a regular black iced tea, plus a tiny hint of lemon. It is so good, (laughs) y'all. Of course, you know, I'm going to share all my secrets with you. Um, I want to share this really refreshing combination with you. So I'll include it in the show notes if you want to check them out. You know, I love supporting small businesses, so if you're a tea lover like me, they would be a great one to support, and I know my fellow iced tea lovers are out there too, and I just want you to know you're going to love this one. (laughs) Okay, friends, let's dive in. 
this show is for everyone because let's face it, we all get overwhelmed. We all have times in our life where it feels like we're chasing a never ending to do list. We're running to all the functions. Okay, maybe not so much in these COVID times, but there are still, there's countless Zoom meetings, kids to manage, we're trying to nurture relationships, we're making sure our mental health is in a good place, we're keeping up with housework. I mean, seriously, the list goes on and on. And now here we are in the middle of a global pandemic, and some days it can just all feel so heavy and like there's so much to do. It can feel like it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So while this show is for everyone, it always is, this show I'm hoping will be extra powerful and impactful for people that are finding themselves in the midst of overwhelm right here and right now. Why? Because one, I know what it's like to be in that place and I want you to know that you are not alone. It can feel lonely and isolating, and it can be really hard to move through. So I want to shed some light on how normal it is to feel overwhelmed, and I want to help you navigate it. And two is because y'all know how much I love helping, and you know how much I love creating a good resource. So yes, I'm jumping in the deep end with those of you that are currently treading water in that dark sea of overwhelm, and I am here to give you some practical steps to begin working your way out of it. If you're feeling like, meh, I'm not feeling super overwhelmed right now, I hope you'll still stick around because even though you may not be experiencing overwhelm right now, it can show its ugly face at any moment, and I wanna give you the tools to use for next time you find yourself feeling a bit overwhelmed. So first things first, we got to get back to basics. I promise I will give you real and practical tools and steps to start digging yourself out from under it all. But right now, just to start, we're going to get real and honest and a bit vulnerable. And we're going to start with baby steps. Whatever you are doing right now, I want you to take a deep breath. Okay, and another one. And one more just for good measure. (laughs) Okay, so forget about the running to-do list. Forget about the mounting dishes. Forget about the XYZ, whatever that may be, that has to get done right this second. This moment right now is about you. Maybe you were intrigued by the title of the episode, so you decided to tune in. Or maybe you're just binging a couple of episodes while you work around the house or walk the dog. Whatever the case may be, I believe you're hearing this episode at just the right time. And right now, no matter what's happening in the world, no matter what's happening in your house, it's just me and you. So give yourself the next few minutes to just be. Pause your life for the duration of this episode. I know it may feel counterintuitive to pause when your to-do list keeps growing by a foot with every passing minute, but here's the thing. We gotta slow down 
We got to slow down so we can make a plan and start digging out of the overwhelm. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck in an endless loop, never getting ahead. And that is a really crummy place to be in. I have found myself there time and time again. And it was only when I paused and took a deep breath, or let's be honest, more like 12, (laughs) that I was able to gain some clarity and really make progress towards my goals. And I was finally able to leave that barely keeping my head above water feeling behind. So let's take one more deep breath. And then let's get honest. What feels the most overwhelming right now? I want you to think about what feels like the most pressing thing. And if you're in a space where it feels like it's safe to respond out loud, like if you're driving or puttering around the house, I want you to name the thing or even a couple of things that feel the most pressing, the most overwhelming. Name the things that are keeping you up at night. Okay, so let's start with that one thing. Or if it's a few things that all feel equally overwhelming, let's talk about them as a group. First things first, we got to figure out where the pressure is coming from. Is this like a time-sensitive thing that other people are depending on? Is this something that's critical to your job? Or is this something that, you know, could have a pretty significant impact or consequences if you don't do it right away? Or is it something that you just feel like needs to be done right now? And I'm going to ask you to be super honest in your assessment because unless you're a brain surgeon who's listening to this podcast and you've decided to pause what you're doing to listen, it's likely the thing that feels most overwhelming is not a life or death situation. Now, that's not to say that it's not important or even critical. It's just to say that we need to look realistically and critically at the pressure we're applying to get this specific task done. So is this something that is time sensitive that someone else is depending on? Let's dig a little deeper. Is this something that should have been completed a while ago? As in like, Uh, I've known about this project and have been putting it off because it feels too big and scary and now it's the last minute and I have to get this done right now or my boss is going to be super upset. (laughs) If so, no judgment. A lot of us have been there and I'm sure you have your reasons for procrastinating, but what I want to do is help you get to the deeper root of the issue. Now, granted, I only have so much time and you only have so much time. So what we're going to do here is a quick deep dive into getting honest about how you're working and what you may be doing that could be contributing to your overwhelm. So let's use this example. Say you have a project you've known about for weeks, but you've been putting it off and now it's due and now you're running around like a chicken with its head cut off. Now, of course, I want you to get this project done. And again, I'll be sharing some practical tips for getting to that point. But I also want to use this example as a way to help you get curious about any patterns you may have in your life where, you know, it can be creating overwhelm or contributing to overwhelm where there doesn't need to be any. 
So I told you we're going to get honest, and I meant it. So using this example, apply it to your own life and whatever feels like the most overwhelming thing right now. Are there any things that you could have done differently to avoid ending up in this situation? Again, no judgment, not from me, not from anyone else, and I certainly don't want you to judge yourself. Right now, we're just getting curious and being honest about any role we may have played in getting ourselves into this situation. So, for example, were there any evenings you could have spent working on this task, but you ended up binging Netflix instead? We've all been there. Or did you forgo working on it altogether and get caught up in a bunch of just little procrastination tasks? We've all been there. (laughs) Knowing what you know now, is there anything you could have done or should have done differently? And again, I'm asking you to get honest. Get radically honest. I mean, call yourself out, call it what it is, tattle on yourself, and get it all out in the open. Why? Because I want to torture you? No. (laughs) Because, friend, I don't want you to be in this place of overwhelm. I want you to be able to take a breath I want you to be able to relax and not feel the weight of the world on your shoulders. I want you to be able to live a life away from the demands of a suffocating to-do list. But to get there, you have to get honest with yourself. And you're the only one that knows the truth. So take a moment and really think about it. And if you think about it and you can say, yep, I should have scheduled my time better, or I should have avoided fill in the blank, or I should have made this a priority, or X, Y, Z, whatever it may be, then congratulations, because you are one step closer to digging yourself out of the overwhelm, and you are one step closer to avoiding this again in the future. Because let's face it, once we get honest with ourselves, and I mean real honest, (laughs) when we realize that we in some way, whether big or small, it doesn't matter, when we realize that we've played a part in creating part of the overwhelm that we feel, we'll be more equipped next time to handle it a little bit differently. So next time we'll know when a project is looming that we should be honest about how we're spending our time. We'll know we should put a little more effort into it sooner so we don't end up in the same situation. Because again, this is not fun. And once we have that wisdom, friends, oh my goodness, it is a game changer. Because even though it may take a time or two to get crystal clear on how we're contributing to our own overwhelm, once we do, we have enough experience and wisdom to be able to ask ourselves if we're doing everything possible to make our situation better. And when we do that, we're able to get even more honest. And if we find ourselves in a situation where we're putting off a task, we'll have to face ourselves honestly. And we'll have to acknowledge that we're not actively working towards our goals. Or in this case, using the example of a work project, we'll have to face the facts that we are actively making decisions in our life that either move us in the direction of action or in the direction of overwhelm. Yep, 
you've heard the phrase, making no choice is still a choice. It's kind of the same thing here. When we're in a situation where we have a task to complete, deciding not to work on it for whatever reason, maybe you're too tired or you want a distraction, you don't feel like it, et cetera, the list could go on. That's still making an active decision. And every little choice you make is moving you either in the direction of action, for example, working towards completing that task, or moving towards overwhelm. Basically, you're saving yourself a little stress now by not working on it, but you'll have to face even more stress when you do get around to working on it because now you've given yourself less time to complete it. So let's come back to this example one more time. What can I say? It's just a really easy one to use. Hopefully you're finding that you can translate whatever your most overwhelming task is in some way to this example. So maybe you don't have a pending work project, but maybe it's the website rebuild you're doing or the job application or starting your Etsy shop or whatever your specific situation may be. Let's look at it from the lens of what you may have been able to do to prevent the overwhelm you're experiencing now. Could you have set aside one evening a week to work on the project? Or could you have done a small piece each day to make it more manageable? Like instead of binge watching The Office for the millionth time, could you have spent some time setting up a timetable and a to-do list for the project so that you could better stay on task? Okay, let's pause and take another deep breath. (laughs) Because I know sometimes facing facts and acknowledging where we've come up short whether consciously or unconsciously, it can sometimes feel really bad. And if we're not careful, we can start to get into a shame spiral and beat ourselves up. And this is not the place for that. This is the place to look at some of the root issues so that we can acknowledge them, we can learn from them, and then hopefully avoid them in the future. So using the same level of honesty, I want you to think about some of the most pressing items on your to-do list or the tasks that you feel the most pressure about completing right now. Were there some ways that you could have planned ahead better or handled the situation a bit differently so you wouldn't feel so overwhelmed at this point? It's okay if so. In fact, it's kind of great if you can say yes because it means that you're human and it means that you've procrastinated or avoided or underplanned. And you know what? Now that you know, you can look at things a little bit differently and that's a gift. I say it a lot, but really we have so much more power over our lives than we think. Of course, there's still plenty we can't control, but there is so much that we can control and how we manage our time, how we treat the items on our to-do list, and how we approach the tasks that we have to complete is something we have control over. So knowing that, how might you approach another situation like this in the future? I want you to think about that, and I want you to think about how you can apply any of these moments of honesty or realness in the future. So we've gotten honest. 
that's going to help us know where we went off the rails, so to speak. And it's going to help us take a look at the rest of our to-do list and at the rest of the items that feel really overwhelming right now so that we can see what we could have done differently. And it's going to help us hopefully approach similar things in the future a bit differently. So now let's talk about some practical steps to get ourselves out of this overwhelm. And this is going to take some honesty too, because right now, what we want to do is figure out what actually needs to get done right now. Like what's a true priority and what can wait a little bit. Now, full disclosure, (laughs) I am a person who lived almost my entire life with the belief that anything that needed to get done needed to get done right this second, and there was just nothing that could convince me otherwise. And let me tell you, that is no way to live. We're talking anxiety. We're talking can't sleep at night. We're talking overwhelm city population, this gal, okay? (laughs) So I want to share one of the single most beneficial things I did for myself in part of my personal journey to living more intentionally. I got really honest about why I needed to do the things that I thought I needed to do. And I got really honest about who I needed to do those things for. And believe me, it was not an easy process. Being radically honest and doing deep inner work isn't always easy. But in this case, for me, it was such a game changer. And I'm hoping it might be helpful for you too. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm a recovering perfectionist and people pleaser. And that means that I've spent most of my life trying to be everything to everyone and being set on doing everything perfectly or not at all. And let me tell you, that is not a fun way to live. So what does that have to do with overwhelm and your to-do list? Well, to be honest, it has so much to do with it. Just like you're getting honest about the part that you possibly may have played in your own overwhelm, you got to get honest about what you're doing, why you're doing it, and who you're doing it for. Now, I told y'all, we are getting real, we're getting honest, and we're getting vulnerable. This isn't easy, but it is oh so necessary. Let me ask you this. That big looming task that's making you feel particularly overwhelmed, is it something that someone else needs you to do? Or is it something that you want to do for yourself? And you might be asking, why is that distinction important? And that's a great question. (laughs) If it's something that someone else needs you to do, is it something that you want to do? Or is it something that you feel guilted into? In episode two, I shared my secrets for living intentionally. And while this practice isn't one of those seven secrets, it's one of the foundations of intentional living in my own personal life. And I talked about it a bit in that episode, but I also wanted to mention it here because I think it's really important in this conversation about overwhelm um, to get honest about the part that we play in adding to our own overwhelm. 
So this is one of the first steps I took when I began building a more intentional life. And this can make the difference between feeling overwhelmed 24-7 and it can break the love-hate, well, let's be honest, it's mostly hate, relationship that we have with our to-do lists. And granted, this might not be something that helps you in your specific situation right now, especially if it's something like the example I used earlier and it's a project you have to get done right away for your boss and they're going to be really upset or your job may be in jeopardy. But you can apply it starting today and it will make a real impact in your life. Start saying no. I mean, no. (laughs) Start saying no like it's your job. Like you're a toddler and all you can say is no. Okay, so that may be a funny example to use. But in all seriousness, say no. I really mean it. Start saying no to the tasks or the favors or the events that aren't important to you. Start saying no to the things that don't excite you or that aren't absolutely necessary. Now, granted, I realize this can be a little tricky when it comes to work and some other tasks in life because we all have things that we have to do but that we don't like to do. But let me remind you that you have more power in your life than you may think. Let me be the voice that whispers in your ear, it's okay to put your own needs first. And sometimes those need to be mental breaks, a chance to breathe, and sometimes that just needs to be a life that doesn't feel absolutely overwhelming. So, back to saying no. I know firsthand this isn't an easy practice, especially if you're a people pleaser like me. This isn't an easy task if you love helping others and you want to show up and help every single person in every single way. But here's the thing. We got to look out for you. I mean, you know how on planes they tell you you have to put your oxygen mask on yourself before you help somebody else? It's kind of the same thing here. If you're barely keeping your head above water and feeling totally overwhelmed, yet you are filling your to-do list and your time and spending your energy with doing things for others without taking care of yourself first, friend, you are going to drown. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you have to take care of yourself because no one else is going to do it for you. So even though you have the best intentions and your heart is in the right place, and I just want to give you a giant squeeze because you're such a loving and helpful and wonderful human that regularly puts your own wants and needs on the back burner so that you can help others, you may be creating your own overwhelm. You may be taking on too much of other people's stuff and you're sinking because of it. Again, depending on the situation, there may not be a lot of wiggle room, especially if you're primarily overwhelmed by some work that needs to happen or something specific from your employer or your job is on the line. But outside of your livelihood being at risk, it's okay to say no. 
So I won't go into as deep of a deep dive into this topic as I did previously in getting honest about how you may be contributing to your overwhelm. And that's not because it isn't as important. In fact, I think they are both equally as important. But in all reality, I only have so much time. So here's the cliff note version. I want to encourage you to take some time to think about your most pressing items, either on your to-do list or just the things in general that you feel the most pressure about getting done. Were there things that you probably should have said no to to begin with? Like, were there favors from friends or events that you weren't excited about or projects that didn't excite you? If it's a task where someone else asked you to do it, Did your gut tell you to say no, but you committed to it anyway? Again, I want you to get really honest. Did you know it was a bad idea to begin with? Did you know it was going to put more pressure on yourself, but you felt obligated or guilted into saying yes? Again, no judgment. We've all been there. Get real. Get honest because I want you to call it what it is. And I know for me, there have been many situations where I've been asked to do something. A friend has asked for a favor. I've been invited to an event and my gut and my brain scream at me. This is a no. (laughs) But I still have said yes anyway. So thinking about this kind of specific looming big thing on your to-do list, or, you know, if it's a few things, think about when that originally started, when you were asked to do the thing, when the project came up, however the situation came to be. Did you have a gut reaction? Did you have a gut response? Because what we want to do is we want to start listening to that Because your gut was probably like, girl, you are already overwhelmed. We cannot add one more thing. And you know what? It's our heart and it's our wanting to help others where sometimes we say yes when really we already know that we should be saying no. So once I started honoring that gut reaction, when someone asked me to do a favor or work on a project or take on a task, it honestly changed my life. And that's not to say that it was easy right out of the gate, because it definitely was not. But if I got that initial pit in my stomach and my head was screaming at me to say no, I listened. And I declined as politely as possible. And I don't know if you know this, but no is a complete sentence. (laughs) Like for really real. You can tell someone no and not have to follow it up with an explanation. You don't have to follow up with a reason or an excuse. You can say no, and that can be your final answer. And I didn't know that for way too long, and I want to try to help you avoid some heartache if I can. Okay, so what does all of this have to do with, you know, going back to your to-do list or overwhelm? Again, it may not apply to your situation right now, but this is something you can implement today. As in, if someone asks you to do something today and you get that gut feeling or you just don't want to add another thing to your list, you can say no. In fact, I want you to say no. 
Because if you're already feeling overwhelmed, friend, adding one more thing on your list is not going to help. So start today. Seriously, start right now. It will be uncomfortable. It will be hard, especially if you're worried about hurting other people's feelings. But here's the truth. We're putting on your oxygen mask first. We got to get you out from under this overwhelm. And the best way to start that right now is to make sure we lessen your load as much as possible. And this is going to be a huge help in doing that. Now, so what if you're in a situation where you're stuck? Basically, you've made a commitment, you're already dialed in, people are depending on you, your boss is going to be mad. If someone's life is on the line or your job is in jeopardy, then yeah, you need to keep that commitment. But again, be really, really honest with yourself about if that thing is really a life or death situation. Most likely, it's not. And you know what? In that case, it's okay to say no. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to graciously decline. Yes, even if someone is depending on you. And yes, even if someone may feel hurt. If saying no or setting boundaries are new for you, I'll be honest, this part can be really hard. And it can take a while to get comfortable with saying no. But I promise the sooner you do, the sooner you will experience a new type of freedom and the sooner you will get yourself unburied from overwhelm. Because here's the thing, saying yes and not sending boundaries probably played a part in you getting to the situation to begin with. But not to worry, because now you have a couple of tools that you can implement today and you can start making some changes today. And you know what? You're going to know better so that you can do better in the future. So we've talked about a couple of pretty big kind of inner work concepts. And I hope you'll continue to explore those and process the information I've shared around those and really see if and how they can apply to you, not only right now, but in your life in general. But for this episode, I also wanted to give you some really easy, practical ways to start battling the overwhelm. So let's talk about those. First things first, I want you to do a brain dump. And I mean the brain dump of all brain dumps. Set aside some time today. Yes, today. I really mean it. (laughs) And write out every single item that is rolling around in your head. If you have multiple to-do lists going, I want you to put everything in one place. And it's totally fine if you keep separate lists for work and home. That's a system that I use and I'm all about that. But for right now, we want everything in one place. So write out every task, every errand, every project, every need to item in your head, on the post-its, on your running to-do list, on the fridge board, put everything in one place. I find it really helpful to physically write out everything, but you could also type it out, use the notes app, like whatever works best for you. It's not the how that's important right now, it's the why. We want everything that needs your attention to be in one place while we go through this process. And if you're driving right now or you're working around the house or shuttling kids around, whatever you're doing, 
do what you got to do right now, but please come back and revisit this when you have a moment for yourself. And I want you to write out every single thing. So why is this important? Well, here's my experience. When I try to keep track of everything I need to do in my head or half scattered on various lists around the house, inevitably things fall through the cracks. Also, it is exhausting. Like, it's exhausting for your brain to try and keep these tasks forefront in your mind at all times. Also, and hopefully this is a little bit of good news, I have found more often than not, when I finally write everything out and have it all in one spot, my to-do list actually isn't that scary or daunting. Now, granted, yours may still be super daunting, super overwhelming. I don't know your life. But what I do know is that when we are constantly listing off things in our head that we have to do, it's usually our brain just trying to keep that information forefront in our minds. We have given our brains a job and it doesn't want to let us down. So it will constantly jump in and remind us, oh, hey, don't forget about that one thing. Or, hey, you wanted me to remind you about that one thing you needed to do. So let's give our brains a little bit of a break, get everything written out and get it all in one place. So the next step is we're going to get brutal, like really brutal. (laughs) We're going to get brutally honest and we are going to brutally eliminate things on the list that don't need to be there. So from our previous conversation about radical honesty, are there any things on your list that you committed to out of guilt? Are there things that you have no interest in doing and are only doing out of guilt? If so, girl, let that stuff go. I am dead serious. And I don't mean to sound flippant about it. And I don't say this to be dismissive of all the things that you've committed to. But here's the thing. I'm here for you. I'm here to support you. And right now, you have a choice. If you're being buried alive beneath overwhelm and you desperately want to get out, you're going to have to make some tough calls. And I don't want you to be in that awful place of feeling like you can't breathe or keep your head above water. So we are going to get ruthless when it comes to this list. So again, if it's not life or death, and let's be honest, chances are none of it is, then it's okay to say no. It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to tell your friend, hey, you know what? I know I said I was going to do this event or do this thing, but I've realized I just don't have the ability to do that right now. So with that in mind, I want you to look at that list and get real and honest about what can go. What can you release? What can you say no thank you to? And of course, we want to do it kindly and in a respectful way, but cancel what you need to. Uncommit to what you've committed to. And remember, no is a complete sentence. And so is, hey, I'm really sorry, but I need to cancel doing fill in the blank, X, Y, Z, whatever. No need for a reason. No need for an excuse. Again, We're putting on your oxygen mask first. 
So now we want to take a look at this list and look carefully for any shoulds. I don't know about you, but I was a lifelong shudder on myself. <laughs> and it took a long time, a lot of personal work, and some therapy to get me away from that cycle. And maybe you can relate. So with that in mind, is there anything on your list that is there simply because you think you should do it? Like, oh, I should send a card to so-and-so. I should learn French. I should fill in the blank. If there are any of those shoulds on your list, I'm not going to tell you to remove them. That's up to you. Using what you know about your current capacity, knowing some of the tools that we've talked about so far, use your discretion. But I would encourage you to look really closely at any of those items that could be shoulds on your list. And if they can go, girl, let them go. Let them go and don't look back and don't let guilt or shame or the expectation that someone else has for you make you feel like you should do something. Okay, so at this point, what we're left with is a list of all the items that you have deemed what truly needs to get done, whether it's for the house, your work, Whatever these items are, they are on the list and they are staying on the list. So now let's prioritize. What needs to get done right away? Now, I like to call these the pay the light bill or the lights are going to get shut off items. So maybe you don't have an actual pending electrical shut off, but you know what I mean. What items are actually time sensitive and need to get done today? or in the next couple of days, or by the end of this week. Again, be brutal in your plan of attack and be radical in your honesty. Of those most pressing and time-sensitive items, what can be accomplished in the shortest amount of time? And I'll be honest, in my previous life, it was not uncommon for me to have item after item on my to-do list that would hang out there for months and months, and they were things that easily could have been done in under 20 minutes. So why torture yourself? I mean, seriously, if you have anything that can be done in under 20 minutes on your list today, do one of those things. Just, just pick one item from the list, do that one thing, and then cross it off the list. I mean, is there anyone else that loves the feeling of just crossing something off your to-do list as much as I do? <laughs> it brings me a ridiculous amount of joy. So now here's what I want you to do. You've gone through the list. You've released what needed to be released. You've gotten rid of the shoulds. You've figured out what's most time sensitive. You're going to do one of those tasks that can get done quickly. Whatever is left that is time sensitive, I want you to schedule some time this week to work on a couple of those time sensitive tasks. And yes, that may mean sacrificing an evening watching Netflix or playing on your phone. Just set aside one evening or even a couple of hours over a couple of days and start working on those most time sensitive items. Don't think about the rest of your list. We're just focusing on the most time-sensitive items. Believe me, you will feel so much better having a few items crossed off your list. 
you'll be able to breathe a little easier and you will be one step closer to getting out from under that overwhelm. Now, if you couldn't tell, I get really excited about this stuff, not because it's especially exciting, but because I know what a difference it can make in your life when you make progress and you finally get some of those things accomplished that have been rolling around in your head or sitting on the back burner. They've been taking up mental space and they've been taking up energy. So yes, even though you haven't been doing the items on your to-do list, it still takes up a bunch of mental energy because you're thinking about all the things that you should be doing or what you need to do. You're thinking about how far behind you are and how overwhelmed you feel. Just start with one item, one task and mark it off your list and then the next and the next. I seriously could go on and on about this. And as I've been talking about this, I realize, hmm, this probably should have been a couple of episodes because there is just so much more I could say, so many other tools we could explore. So I'm going to put some thoughts together on how we can continue the conversation and continue to help you get to a place where you get yourself out from under the overwhelm. But I hope that the conversation so far today has been helpful, and I hope that some of these tools will help you feel confident and empowered to tackle your to-do list. Because again, just start with one task. I promise it will feel so good to get it crossed off your list, and then you'll feel excited to get another item crossed off your list, and then another. And before you know it, you'll be crushing that to-do list, and you'll be able to breathe a little easier. You have the power to change your life. And yes, I mean you listening right now, but I also mean in the general sense. We all have the power to change our lives. Granted, there are so many things we can't control. We can't control when the power goes out or when our dog decides to chew on our new favorite pair of shoes or when someone who shall not be named forgets to put a new roll of toilet paper on the roll. but we can control our to-do list. Well, a lot of it at least. So explore the ideas I've shared, process the thoughts and feelings that may have come up for you. Think about how you want to proceed going forward so that you can help eliminate some of the overwhelm in the future. Okay, friends. We covered a lot in today's episode and I hope you found it to be really helpful. If you use some of the tips that I shared today, I would love to know. Send me an email or pop into my DMs and let me know what you're doing to beat the overwhelm. And I wanted to offer some additional support for those of you that are feeling really overwhelmed right now. So I've created a step-by-step plan to tackle your to-do list. I know when I feel overwhelmed, my to-do list is one of the first places where I start, so I wanted to create a guide to help you start somewhere. It's called Six Easy Steps to Tackle Your To-Do List, but really, it's more like a workbook. It's over 20 pages, jam-packed with goodness, and step-by-step support to help you tackle that never-ending to-do list once and for all. (laughs) Make sure to check out seekandbe.com forward slash episode eight for all the information about today's show, including the show notes, plus this free handy resource I created just for you. Again, that's seekandbe.com 
dot com forward slash episode and the number eight. Now, I know I packed a lot into today's episode, and I thought we could use a little levity to wrap up our time together. So you know what that means. It's time for Dad Joke of the Day. Why couldn't the bicycle stand up by itself? Because it was too tired. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you learned something new or found a bit of inspiration. At the very least, I hope you had a little fun. For an extra dose of inspiration, make sure to check out seekandbe.com. That's S-E-E-K-A-N-D-B-E.com. It's a very special place I've created just for you, full of free resources and other beautiful things to help encourage you on your journey. If you're looking for connection, don't forget to check out the Seek and Be community on Instagram. It's a lovely and inspiring place. Find us on Instagram at Seek and Be. We'd love to have you. And don't forget, you can always get in touch by email at hello at seekandbe.com. Send me your favorite dad joke or share what's inspiring you these days, or just pop in and say hello. I'd love to hear from you. Okay, friends, remember that I'm cheering you on and I'm sending you so much love. Now, go out there into the world and seek inspiration and be inspiration. Thank you.